Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who will have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. In this week's podcast, Dan Ariely talks with Ray Fisman of the Columbia Business School about how likely U.N. representatives are to use their diplomatic immunity to avoid paying parking fines. Fisman and his colleagues found that the likelihood of diplomats ignoring parking regulations is far greater if they come from a country where political corruption is more prevalent. So you did one of my uh, favorite data analysis on parking in New York City. So first of all, I want to know what, what kind of gave you the idea and what did you find? The idea actually came from a BBC article which Ted Miguel, my co-author, saw on the wanton parking habits of Nigerian diplomats. He sent me an email um, with a link to the article and essentially saying, wow, this is a cool idea. We should look at this more generally and see if people who come from countries uh, that are associated with high corruption act on these values in a sense in their legal compliance when there's really no individual incentive to do so, only constrained by conscience, to see if people act out on the values that are associated with their home countries. What we did, we then contacted the traffic people in the Bloomberg administration. They sent us a CD with every diplomatic parking violation over some stretch of years. And the basic finding is that uh, diplomats' home country corruption is an extraordinarily good predictor of how often they double park and park in front of fire hydrants when allowed to do so courtesy of diplomatic immunity in Manhattan. So so what does this tell you? It tells you that corruption practices in their own country kind of mitigate into other types of behaviors in even when they move to a new environment? The title of the paper is Cultures of Corruption evidence from diplomatic parking violations. And it's to get at this idea that while culture is a somewhat incendiary term uh, to blame things on culture, if you think about culture as just what you are become accustomed to through a lifetime for whatever reason, that goes with you wherever you go. Um, That is, I take my norms of flouting the law if I've been brought up in a place where people flout the law, I take it to New York City and where I'm able to then flout the law without consequence, I do so. As opposed to the Swedes, for example, who grow up in a high legal compliance society and when they move to Manhattan and have the opportunity to break the law with no legal consequences, they don't. So so do you think it has to do with the fact that uh, people with high corruption society, probably corruption often involves the police. So what I'm thinking about is whether corruption is domain-specific. So, for example, in countries where people have high corruption on uh, monetary policies or in places where there's high corruption in uh, building permits, would those all, all things look the same? Or is it the fact that you've captured something that is basically about corruption um, with the police force, 
And that's the thing that has been carried around. Do you think it's domain-specific or not? So I, I think a big part of it, uh, a big part of what governs behavior is what I think everyone else is doing or will do. And so if I grow, grow up with people not obeying the police and I have the opportunity to not obey the police and not suffer the consequences, I will do so. If I grow up around people paying off building inspectors and getting away with it, I don't, I don't suffer any psychic inner sanction for doing so. So it's not immediately obvious to me that it should be domain specific. Um, I'm going to also give you just some very tentative results, or I actually shouldn't describe them as tentative, some results from a study that I'm just wrapping up, uh, just posted on my website, on the um, behavior of European parliamentarians, which some corner of these results closely par parallel the parking violation stuff. So European parliamentarians get paid a stipend of around 300 euros for each day they show up to work, sign the register. Now, there was a scandal a few years ago uh, captured on film by an Austrian member of the European Parliament of parliamentarians literally leaving their cars idling outside, running in, signing the register, and then running, running out and driving off. How often? Uh, some might call it corruption, but it doesn't involve the police. Yes. Uh, so this is similarly, this sort of uh, what I would call dishonest behavior, shirking, yep. is similarly correlated with home country corruption. You get a lot of this from Italian and Greek MEPs, not so much from the Swedes. Well, the Greeks, what should we say about the Greeks? Um, or the Israelis or Canadians for that matter. <laughs> Oh, you're putting the Israelis and Canadians in the, same, in the same boat? That's good. Well, I'm putting you and me in the same boat. <laughs> Thank you very much. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with economist and New York Times bestselling author Dan Ariely of Duke University. Dan's latest book is The Honest Truth About Dishonesty. You can subscribe to the Arming the Donkeys podcast and learn more about dishonesty, irrationality, and other human quirks at danariely.com.